0: If you couldn't dance, what would you do? Mm, so sad. Ça représente quoi la danse pour toi? C'est tout pour moi. La danse, c'est tout pour moi. C'est que ça. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Love Your Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushmedia.com, photo, video, digital media. Today we're discussing Climax. 2018, Hour 37 Minutes, Rated R, directed by Gaspar Noel. Noe, sorry, and written by Gaspar Noé. This is the same director that has brought some very controversial but yet art house styled uh, media. With regards to the movies, he's directed uh, *Irreversible* (2002), who has some has some very controversial scenes in there. Uh, some another interesting uh, feature he's created was directed *Enter the Void* (2009), and he's also uh, been director of *I Stand Alone*. And so many people agree, Gaspar uh, Noé is definitely. Uh, one of these auteur filmmakers that kind of likes to put you on edge it it, this is a a24 film so when i mean put you on edge normally they show you some sides of life that are a little bit more difficult to deal with um you know when we think of a24 we think of kind of mind mind mind-bending thrillers such as the vitch we have midsummer uh Hereditary. We have the Florida Project, The Lighthouse, The uh, Spring Breakers. We have all these very unique indie style films that kind of give this. uh, It's definitely a different feel. So, Climax is uh, supposed to take place in the mid '90s. It's about French dancers gathering in a remote area or building, an empty school building, to rehearse. A Wintry Night. Sorry, I fucked that up. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. French dancers gather in a remote, empty school building to rehearse on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a hallucinatory nightmare nightmare when they learn that their sangria is laced with LSD. This stars uh, Sophia Boutella as Sylvia. We, We know her best from... Star Trek, The Kingsman, Hotel Artemis, uh, Atomic Blonde. She, liked the majority of the characters, uh, sorry, uh, people that are in this movie, actors and actresses, they are the majority of them were and are professional dancers before they were even starring in the movie. I think it was like over half of them were, were just professional dancers. And from what I, uh, was reading is that a lot of the script is kind of ad libbed. These are just the characters that, that they chose. These, these dancers just kind of are, are talking off of a whim just because the style of movie is taking all in one place. Uh, they're, there didn't need to be tons of scripted dialogue with, uh, you know, talking about uh, plot movement because so much of this plot is revolving the characters just slowly going insane, and so I absolutely uh, found this movie extremely riveting from a directorial and technical standpoint. I think from a story. Uh, uh in script standpoint it it does lack in a few areas but the visual style that Gaspar Noé brings to this uh to this in uh, Benite Benight Debbie is the cinematographer the cinematography is the same cinematographer uh from Enter the Void and Love uh as well as Spring Breakers um so we definitely have some Gaspar uh Noé uh His personal cinematographer came from Love and then did Enter the Void and has also worked on other A24 movies as well. So I will say that this movie is extremely visually riveting, but the story is definitely hard to revisit. There's a lot of uh, psychological horror as well as just violence that just seems crude in nature. many parts of the movie kind of reflect this, uh, sense of sexuality and violence, and it's this weird and odd mix and dance of it. The movie starts out with this amazing, um, well, it, it sorry, the, the movie starts out with this amazing, uh, dance number that pretty much happens all in one take and really gears the, uh, the, you know, lubes you up, lubes your gears up, ready to Uh, you know go into these next few scenes but it's such high energy at the beginning you're like your your blood pressure's going and you you're up you know if you're in your seat you might be like bouncing and dancing a little bit because the music in this is phenomenal now when it comes to the more horror aspects of this movie i think that's when it starts to you know uh, become a lot more difficult of a watch and less less enjoyable in in slightly it's still entertaining but it's 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 much more difficult to watch so there's um they touches they touch on themes of motherhood and <clears throat> uh you know being they, they touch on themes of motherhood drugs alcohol being able to choose whether or not you get an abortion they are really just putting their toes in all these different pools and all these different waters, you know, to test them out in kind of this big blend of an amalgamation of this movie. And so they, my personal gripe would be with the movie is that the overall tonal theme seems a little bit dour and doesn't seem exactly... Uh, it it kind of has that, that Joker-esque problem where they... They might refer the line one or two times, but they overall are not explaining what their message is. I feel like the message is muddled in this movie, Um, just like it was in in Joker a a little bit. Um, Let me see. Uh, I did watch this movie originally all in French, and I had no idea what was going on. So rewatching it, I was just kind of like, okay, I'd, I know it's going to happen, but I'm I'm looking for it on a second viewing. And I I definitely think the second viewing gives a different experience because you know where all this is going to head. But um, wow, is it's very dark when it comes to the uh, the motherhood aspects. I'm I'm still very much interested in why they went so dark with it. So. Uh, before we hop into spoilers let's uh i would say if you're interested on a technical level about you know uh, a kind of an all-in-one location uh almost like a uh you know stuck all in a warehouse and then someone spikes the punch and you want to know who did it it's it's that kind of movie it's definitely a, a who did it but it turns into a a dis a descent into madness and hell and it feels like almost every 20 minutes there's another level that the that they seem to hit and just walking like you're you're walking around this empty school building with these characters throughout most of the movie after the dances are complete i mean there, there's some amazing dance sequences but then they'll go off on these kind of side tangents and they'll go explore um what's going on within the school building and people are just losing their fucking minds and the way that the camera movement is just constantly moving um and finding new and interesting ways to uh shoot dancers and it definitely inspires me as a director to find uh new and interesting ways to uh to create media like this um i i couldn't imagine that you know the the rehearsal that it took to do all this but i do know that it, i think they said production was less than 3 weeks and so that's pretty quick for what they did but it, since it's all taking place in one one location i can see how that's possible um the movie is shot in very long takes with the exception of some of the editing at the beginning um i think the editing is very good in this it's uh, used to, uh, to you know to accentuate points you know, they'll cut at points when people, she, they, they do interviews with these dancers at the very beginning, talking about sex, America, uh, drugs, their history, basically who they are as people. And so you kind of do get a nice little uh, roundup of who these individuals are. But by the end of the movie, you see their true colors. And so uh, let's hop into the climax spoilers. So, spoilers for Climax. Uh, this is a movie I'd probably recommend um, unless you have, you know, the, there's some stuff that happens uh, to a family in this, and it is extremely difficult to watch. So, if you have, you know, problems with that, that's probably where I would, you know, hop off the train there. But otherwise, if you're interested in horror, you don't mind if things happen. You know, bad things happen to you know families, good families. Then uh, you know, jump on in. The water's fine. It's uh, it's pretty nightmare-inducing. This is uh, from a cinematic standpoint, there's not many movies that hit this level of achievement of. Just being beautiful and horrifying all in one. Now, at the very beginning, we see at the very very beginning we see one of uh, the dancers trying to escape, and she's covered in blood. And my God, I I was like, I can't even tell who that is. She just looks so terrible. And so uh, I had to go back on Wikipedia and find out who it was, but I believe it was Lou who is uh, escaping the building at the beginning, just bleeding. And I think she. Uh, she goes over one of the corpses of the, uh, I think it's Omar, who's thrown outside uh, of the school at the beginning. So and he freezes to death. So the, over, I'd say over half of the over half of the dancers are either dead or unconscious by the next morning. And uh, it's not till the very last scene who we find out probably spiked the punch. And let me see if uh, it was the one lady dancer who um what was her name uh bloody lewd um oh psych goes into her room and drops acid into her eyes and she was the one uh character who said that she does not like drugs I believe at the beginning so that should have just tipped you off right there um let me see what else there was other characters at the beginning that you find out a little bit more about the uh, the aspect of wanting to travel to America for, you know, your culture. I think it was black. They, I think they said black culture is a little bit more expressed in America. I guess this was in 96, so I guess they were, didn't quite have a complete understanding of America, of the states. But I, I really don't know in comparison to... Uh, uh, to france because uh, there does seem to be this through line of uh, when i'm watching uh, korean movies uh, when i'm watching french movies and foreign movies i haven't really watched well i'm a little bit of uh i watched the farewell as well and that's kind of asian culture uh they a lot of them have a lot of great things to say about the states and I, i i don't mean to toot our horn or anything like that the states are excellent and i i haven't lived outside the states um so i i can't speak too much to saying that but there are a lot of limitations within the states as well it's not like you know you come over here and racism's all of a sudden you know uh solved uh you know it's not like you come over here you just open up a mom and pop shop and you suddenly own a bakery or something like that no it's it's really it's extremely competitive in the states and Yes, there are options to do just about whatever you want, but that doesn't mean you have the financial means to do whatever you want. And so, I do feel like there's kind of that disparage when I hear in the farewell, when I hear in climax, when I hear in uh, these, uh, you know, other foreign films that the states are, you know, that much better, or there's products that are made in the states. I, you know, I don't, from what I can tell, living in the states. It's, it's not put on a pedestal like it is in other places. And so, you know, not to disparage anything, but, you know, the majority of stuff made in um, in day, our daily households are not even from the states. Like, you know, majority of the parts and clothing and food and things we get are from other places. And so what I believe makes the states that, you know, makes it, that much greater to, I guess, the outsider perspective would be the freedom that comes with it. I'm not, exa- I'm, I'm still learning a lot what, uh, how this, uh, America is perceived by other countries and, uh, other cultures. So, um, let me know in the comments, uh, what you think about the perception of the states from other cultures, um, and, and countries. So, uh, yes, the beginning of this movie is very intense. It shows all of these different uh ethnicities and all these different uh types of dancers and um I believe we have some uh gay, straight, trans, uh all all across the board. It's very diverse with uh, you know, binary, non binary. Got we got all the sexuality spectrums all covered in this movie. Just about. <coughs> Excuse me. Um so, let me see what else we have for this. Uh, there is a young child named Tito who is freaking breaking it down. He's like... And uh, I was scared shitless for Tito the entire time because I knew... I had seen this movie in uh, French, and so I knew what was going to happen to Tito. He's He's put into the electrical closet, and he's screaming... For 45 minutes of the movie, which is pretty much relatively... half Over half the movie, someone is screaming in the background. And it just sounds like... uh, The sound design makes it feel like you're in a haunted house at a theme park that you cannot escape. And for better or for worse, it's beautiful. But it's still like a nightmare fuel. And uh, Kelly was watching this terrible... uh, trial of this kid that was murdered um in real life and so it was extremely difficult watching that documentary then coming to this and watching this kid have to go through the very similar trials and being stuck in the electrical closet and his mom forgetting where the key is and uh long story short the mother just feels absolutely guilty as fuck and then halfway through the lights go down because uh, are shut off, because, and it turns to this, you know, s- uh, glowing red, like, you fit the 11th level of hell, and someone's just like, oh, shit, Tito's fried, and, like, it's just, like, traumatized. It, it, it's one of those things that I, I, I definitely think A24 thrives in, and that's having, basically, this uh, traumatic event happen, and everybody around them is just acting like it's normal everything's all good I Midsommar did a great job with that uh who else did uh I think Hereditary had a little bit of uh you know that notion in it but everyone is tripping balls so hard in this movie that no one can help anybody like uh, the Lou was the lady that we saw at the very beginning. She's uh, one that claims she's pregnant, can't drink, can't do this, can't do that, and she comes in, and uh, Dom comes in and claims that you know she spiked the sangria because she didn't drink it, and she's pissed that <clears throat> Lou is saying that she's pregnant on the side. So she knees her in the uh, in the stomach directly where she would be pregnant, and then continues to kick her a few more times. And then Lou goes for help inside the dance floor. And this part made me a little bit extreme. And this is where I thought it got a little theatrical. This is where she goes in and she's like, you know, Dom kicked me. Dom did this. And then Dom turns to her and and, and basically calls her out and says, you spiked the sangria. You didn't drink it and you're calling yourself false pregnant. And they instantly believe Dom. I didn't understand why everyone would instantly believe Dom over her I don't I know that they're you know fucked up but like I felt like there was no sides it was everybody was on the fucked up side and nobody was helping on the other side and that's where Selva's character definitely felt like she was the only one that was trying to escape this uh trippy ass void that she was stuck in and so that's where she her character became much more relatable and so um yeah the uh the character dynamics go way south. I mean, they start telling her to kill the pregnant uh, lady uh Lou to pr- to kill herself. She starts punching herself in the stomach. Like, where did all that come from? I didn't under- I I was a little bit like confused about that. And she just grabs a knife and starts like cutting her her uh arms and face up and stuff like that i didn't understand she was not on the level i I didn't i really did not understand why she was doing all this i felt like she should have been the level headed one in this and they they talk about you know having abortion as a choice i don't think that that's what what everybody was in is this a big pro-life movie or something like that because they have no problem killing the kid they have no problem killing let's just say she just, you know, destroys the fetus that is inside of her. It's like I the the through line I'm getting with this movie is, you know, they talk about motherhood as, uh, uh, motherhood is flashed up as a title screen at one point and it's like, what the fuck? There, there's two major title screens that I cannot remember. At this moment, what they pop up as, I'll probably put them in the this uh, show description so if I can just comment on it. I'll, I'll put the two com the the lines that they put in there and, and put a comment under, like what the fuck was that about? <laughs> like both times they flashed like a title up. Well, actually, all of the titles throughout this movie. It starts off with making it look like the movie was over and and uh, basically putting the ending at the beginning and even to the point where they have the uh the credits it felt like the credits are all at the beginning I don't, I don't remember ever watching a french movie like that or any movie like that except a really old school one um and then like 45 minutes in the movie they decide to uh to drop all of the credits of it looked like all of the dancers and then all of the music and then uh, the the music labels and then it had the director's stamp as well, like, what were all those logos and shit, I was, I was blown away, and I've never seen a movie go basically 45, halfway through, and then drop the credits, like, or drop the, uh, the intro credits, like, I was like, what is, this is very different, but, uh, I really like the technical direction with all, with regards to all of that, I couldn't help but laugh at that one lady that had got her hair on fire, <laughs> Um, I forgot that she actually lives at the very end. And honestly, if you got your hair, your scalp on fire, it would hurt like a freaking bitch. But honestly, in perspective to everything that else happened to everyone in this, uh, in the building, she came out okay. I mean, really, <laughs> uh, most of the people came out either passed out, unconscious, dead, or you know, you know or worse <laughs> if there was a worse. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, the messaging in this movie is a little bit muddled for me. The the fueled dance party sex trip at the very end is insane to watch. They basically are showing the last five minutes of everybody fucking and fighting and doing whatever, uh, tripping nutsack, and balls everywhere. There, there's just scenes where we're just following these... Dancers all around the cameras tilted sideways with colors going all over the screen, and somewhere in the background, there's like contortionists like moving arms up around the side of their head in ways that their muscles and arms shouldn't be moving. I mean, it looks like it looks like Cirque du Soleil meets LSD. And you put it all in the blender and they can't get out of this house. I mean that's that's what it feels like and like sprinkle in some dastardly deeds of all kinds and you and you've got it. I mean, it is a freaking trip. Um, I would like to see how this movie was made. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go back and rewatch this entire movie, mostly because this was a... It it was difficult to watch. There was points that I had my hand over my mouth gasping, and there was other points that I was just, like... I was, like, fist-pumping because this fucking music is amazing. And so, uh... This is probably one of the best horror films when it comes to talking about, um... Or... I, I don't know if this is a horror film, maybe a thriller. I'm not really exactly sure how you'd categorize it. But, um... Because I don't think it's that bloody. But it's just really mean-spirited in some ways. Um, but yeah. I I, I definitely want to go check out Enter the Void. And maybe eventually Irreversible. But let me tell you. Gaspard Noe. He has got a way of directing. And I guess pulling levers and pushing your buttons. So check out climax 2018 if you haven't already i know my review only got a little sliver of what you're going to experience so let me know what you thought about climax 2018 i thought it was an absolute mind-bending uh drug-fueled uh depth into hail and i just i couldn't get enough of the visuals but i was i definitely got plenty enough of the story. So um, thank you for listening. Watching Doll Podcast. Check out all the social medias. Um, in the uh, description. Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, if you want to support the. Pay- if you want to support the podcast. Go to paypal.me slash the Podcast. Donate whatever you want. Uh, if you want to get these podcasts early. I release all podcast uh, reviews. Generally on Tuesdays but if you want to get them in video form and you'll get them early on youtube just subscribe to the youtube lucky Doll podcast we could not do this without you check out all the lucky Doll podcasts um let me know how i can improve on the podcast if it's you know if i talk too low or if i talk too fast you know let me know if i how i can improve um this podcast is available on uh your podcast provider of choice, with the exception of like Spotify and Stitcher, still working on those. But we have Google Play, we have iTunes, we have SoundCloud, we have Overcast. Overcast is a really great choice if you want to be able to control uh, the podcast, of how fast someone talks or how slow someone talks. It'll even take out the um, uh, the breaks. Like if I if I stop talking for two seconds and then start talking again, it'll take out that break. <laughs> so. It's, it's cool, the different uh, podcast providers that you can use to help enhance your podcast experience. So thank you for listening, watching Look It All Podcast. For the full archive, go to SoundCloud, Look It All Podcast. Thank you, and take it easy. qui ne me tue pas me rend plus forte.